occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 89. I'm Abby. I'm Kate. And we'll be your ghostesses in this happy holiday season. I'm talking about Bufana, one of Italy's oldest legends. That is interesting. I will be talking about Frau Perchta and all of her close relatives. <laughs> she is a Christmas tradition i suppose in like germany and austria and stuff that sounds interesting it sounds like we've got kind of the same thing going on oh yeah it's almost like we pre-plan these it's almost like it's a christmas time for us well first little bit of news oh first first before the news if you listen on spotify please give us a rating we have ratings now on spotify everyone can do if you listen to the show give us five stars give us four if you don't like us that much please do not give us one because i will hunt you down anyway in strange news from unexplained-mysteries.com there's a real estate agency, or apparently a few of them, in China that will pay you to stay in haunted houses. Wow, easy money. So, obviously, some people out there love staying in haunted houses because, I don't know, you're crazy or whatever, but I could never do. But either way, for the most part, people do not want to buy a house that could potentially be haunted or has had, like, a bad accident happen there, because they think that it's, you know, a scary place to live, which it's is fair enough. bad juju. Yeah, so apparently, a few companies in China have recruited haunted house testers who are paid to spend 24 hours in a scary house to show that nothing weird's going on there, so they can use this as proof of potential buyers. So during the stay, the testers video call the employers, you know, people who hire them to mm-hmm. stay there, to keep them updated while the homeowner of all the potential buyers they kind of sit tight and wait for the for the update wait for the verdict so it could be a fun way to get some cash or it could be a terrifying night that could be cool for um like a horror movie that could be yeah because if you're worried about a ghost you ain't gonna notice a killer coming through the back door it's patented it's copyrighted stay away (laughs) okay it's written a movie right here oh yeah would you would you do it would you test the haunted house probably not no but mainly because i don't really like staying around other people's houses yeah i was thinking i value sleep too much i think it would be annoying yeah i like my bed what if i went in there and just exercised the house you're like okay ladies left left (laughs) well the ghosts are like (laughs) trying to keep up to your zimba they pass out they're gone they passed away for the second time. Oh, yeah. Okay, would you like to get into your story? Sure, might as well. My sources are Wikipedia, boroughsofthedead.com, totallythebomb.com, vintagenewsdaily.com, and nonclassical underscore mythology.en. So as you've probably guessed, Frau Perchter has her foundations, as I said, in upper German and Austrian regions of the Alps. Frau means, like, woman or missus in German. The name Perchter can be changed out for Berchter or Percht and means the bright one. She's either related to or the southern equivalent of the goddess Holder or Holler, who's also known as Old Mother Frost and was a fairy tale collected by the Brothers Grimm, which I will be telling everyone on the Patreon if you want to rock up for my Christmas treat. Both Perchter and Holder come out during the 12 days of Christmas which was originally Zwölften, or the Twelve, which was when the dead were thought to roam, which I didn't know. 
I thought it was just a time that that man gives 364 gifts. <laughs> Mine's also like about the 12th day of Christmas, but there is no dead rising. You see, it's a bit confusing, right? Because it says that it's a time of dead rising. Where's your proof? Where's your proof of anything, Kate? Where's your proof? You can't come on this podcast and say, where's your proof? Are you serious? <laughs> True. Both of these beings were yarn spinners and weavers and have links to witchcraft. It is said that Frau Hulda basically ran things and she was the goddess that children who died as infants go to. Interestingly, the links to witchcraft are because of the spinning and weaving. Back in the day, spinning would include using a dye staff, which was a tool for holding fibres apart from each other so they didn't knot up. These look like brooms that we have ah. nowadays, and witches were believed to ride on the dye staffs, which is why we have that link with witches and broomsticks. So yeah, it's not actually a broomstick nice. that the witch is riding on. As with both of the ladies mentioned, there is no set way they're believed to look. Perchta has the most descriptive appearance of them both, and has been seen as either elderly and haggard with one large foot, also called a goose foot. Nice. Love a goose foot. The goose foot's important, as it was linked to her possibly being able to shapeshift into an animal, because she's a goddess. Ah. However, she's also been described as being beautiful and white as snow. So I guess there's no knowing... Beauty really? is in the eye of the beholder. You could look at someone and be like haggard goosefoot, and I could look at someone and be like radiant. Beauty is in the eye of Frau Perchter. Yeah. Don't look at her foot. No. Just straight in the eyes. Just maintain eye contact and you'll <clears throat> be fine. Oh yeah. Unlike monkeys, don't make eye contact. So apart from spinning and riding on die staffs, what do these women get up to? Well, I'm here to tell you just that. Perchta roams the countryside in midwinter and enters home during the 12 days of Christmas to see if all the children and young servants had behaved and worked hard through the year. If they had, she'd gift them a small silver coin overnight for them to find in a shoe or a pail the next day. That's nice. However, she was very strict on young girls, so you had to be up to standard. Oh, jeez. If not, she would slit their tummies open, remove their stomach and intestines, stuff them with straw and pebbles and sew them up again. You know, that feels far more intense than it needs to be. Has <laughs> she not heard that everyone else is leaving coal? She's, She's like, like, I didn't get the memo. Um, this is what's going to happen to you. And they're like, come on, I just forgot to brush my teeth like one time. And she's like, sorry, I just can't let it slide. No, it's not. It's, a, it's about spinning. Just for, just for spinning. Mainly, mainly spinning. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like good and bad behavior throughout the year as well. But if you have not got through your allocated amount of yarn... This feels far too intense. This story She's was livid. made up by someone who is... A spinner. ...pretentious about yarn spinning. Yeah. She would also give out this punishment if you'd eaten anything on her feast day, which I believe is the final of the 12 days of Christmas. You were allowed to eat, but it was only fish and gruel. That's it. She's so mean for no reason. Yeah, she's a bit crap, isn't she? She's horrible. <laughs> Additionally, if Perchta finds out you're a liar... She'll, she'll scrape your tongue with glass. Oh, come on. Yeah. Where's she getting all these tools from? Well, her knife is hidden under her dress. Oh. Yeah. It's like a proper, like, black widow move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate her, people throw big parties because she wanted everyone to engage on in the community. She doesn't want you on Sunday to spin. That's, like, taboo. 
She wants you to go out there, make a name for yourself, go get some friends, hun. Go start having a drink if Maybe you're old Maybe this enough. is the motivation you need to like do well in life. Yeah. Someone you ripping are, out your organs. If you're scared of organ removal, you've got to go out there and I'll make a I'll tell my kids about this. Yeah? I won't. <laughs> you don't have any, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, good point. And they wear wooden masks that look like Perchita's face in like her festivities. All in all, I'm not too sure how having a party and wearing a wooden mask links to concealing a bladed article and committing mutilation, but to each their own. <laughs> Holla, on the other hand, just sits at the bottom of wells. She rides a wagon. <laughs> Same. She was the original one to teach people how to make linen from flax, which is what you spin. Yeah. I imagine she's pretty busy, you know, with the souls of the young children who come to her. So there's probably not much time for house visits like Perchta. <laughs> she just sits at the bottom of wells. <laughs> her busy schedule doesn't stop her from going on the occasional wild hunt, though, which is coincidentally something I mentioned in the episode about the slewer. Oh. Yeah. The wild hunt is basically big hunt time. Go for it. Talking of hunting... There are more Fraus involved in these Christmas festivities. In another part of Germany, Frau Gauden resides. She was cursed because she couldn't be bothered to go to heaven because she would rather take part in hunting on earth forever. Uh, she couldn't be bothered to go to heaven. Yeah, she was like, now. Nah, That's such a relatable a good time. thing. Go away. It must have run in the family as well because both of her daughters made the same choice. They were then turned into small dogs to pull her wagon or sled and help her as hunting dogs. Oh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, might be nice to help your mum. Big no run. No thumbs. No thumbs. Is that a pro or a con? That's a con. Why would you say oh. it's a pro? <laughs> Do you want me to take your thumbs away? I was giving pros. Run fast. You've got no thumbs, which is great. They always just get in the way. I fucking hate these things. <laughs> She unfortunately does visit people, and she punishes the lazy. But if someone helps her or is particularly virtuous, she'll give them a small reward. She's like, yeah, all right, you scratch my back, I give you a small coin. <laughs> Finally, the fum Finally, the final woman involved is Spillerholle. She is described as a sallow old woman with, with short arms and legs. And some have gone as far as to outright call her a hag. I hope that if I ever become an old mythical creature, people aren't this mean to me. Oh, mate, I'm going to slag you off. I would cry. <laughs> I'm, like, going around, you know, taking people's intestines, and you're here being like, she's ugly and hideous, one huge foot, tiny arms. Listen, all I'm saying is, if you don't take people's intestines, people will probably be nicer about you. That is true. It's karma. It is. See, you heard it here first. If you want to be liked by your peers, don't take their intestines. <laughs> Please, we're begging you. Stop it right now. Put them down. Drop, Drop it. it. <laughs> Spillerholle is also involved in spinning and is the overseer of spinning taboos. Oh. You may be wondering what a spinning taboo is. Well, if someone spins during the evening and night or if someone spins on the night of St. Thomas, that is a big no. I know what you mean by spinning, but all I can think about is like, you know, like spin class. The bike. Like the bike. Yeah, no. Do not spin after six. No, that's not what it is. Spillerholle will go from house to house and check on children's and spinsters' spinning habits, looking through the windows or through small cracks in the house walls. Creepy. There are different punishments for different 
spinning crimes. <laughs> if someone is lazy... This and, is all so specific. I know. And has not spun enough throughout the year, Spillerholler will take them away with her and beat them with a batch of stinging nettles. If That's not super bad. It's not great. I don't think I'd enjoy it. No. Why do we have to leave for that? Just beat me here. I think you're, like, with her forever. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I think she, I like, takes taking... you away. Oh, no, that's bad then. Yeah. If a child is spinning during the night, she says... <clears throat> you ready for a bit German? Oh, she says something. nicht, versag nicht, warum spinnst du die Saal am Tage nicht? Nacht. Nacht? Yeah, night. I don't, I don't speak German. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it autocorrected just to night. Really put a spanner you in my words. You want to cut that in. out for you so people don't know that you messed up. Do you want to do it again? No, you can just keep it in. It's fine. I'm only human. Which means, don't despair, don't despair. Why don't you spin the number a day? But it rhymes and it sounds way better in German. Mm. Then she takes the children with her or kills them. Oh. But if the children are warned by their parents or hear a rhyme that translates to spin little children spin, the Spiller Lutze comes. She speak. She peeks through all the little gaps. If the little strand will be finished soon. If you do everything right, though, and finish your spinning, she'll leave you one of her stinging nettles. That's supposed to stop misfortune from befalling the house for the year coming ahead. This being said, she does also just scare people to death for the fun of it. So, thank goodness. But she's the reason that snow falls. When she makes her bed, the snow comes falling down. So you win some, you lose some. If you want to know, you got to put up with Spillerholler, possibly murdering you in the nighttime. Every cloud. So, that is the Fraus of Germany. What do you think of my girls from Germany? I think that they're um, unnecessarily terrifying and um, strangely obsessed with spinning. It's their job. Yeah, but they take it so seriously. Listen, listen, spinning is important. Apparently, <laughs> apparently it is. And if it doesn't get done, sorry about that, if it doesn't get done, who's going to do it? You know what? you got a point. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I think that they're a bit too intense, though. Although, I do wonder, when she, when she takes you away, you know, beats you with the nettles and whatnot, mm. then what? Like, do you die? Or do you have to just live with her? You... Does she live in a nice place? I... Do you work for her? Possibly she returns you after the beating. Do you just get to live there? I don't know. Does she have a TV? Hey, listen, Wi-Fi? listen to me now. I don't know. I highly doubt she has entertainment of any form. What does she do for fun? Uh, injure. Spinning. Spinning. <laughs> Use your brain. I'm sorry. What does she do for fun? I'm she sorry. doesn't have fun, apart from on Sundays, where she goes out and meets the lads for a bev. Fair enough. <laughs> That's just life. Daily grind. Hustle till you make it. Anyway, if you like the podcast and you want to follow Hang us on. on. Are you not finished? I'm doing my bloody scare scales. I wasn't going to do them. All right. How scary is it? All right, uh, it's five. How dangerous? Five. <laughs> Likely. One. <laughs> you don't believe in my girl, Spillerholler? I, do, I think we would know if someone was taking the intestines of others for not spinning. <laughs> yeah, we do, which is why I'm telling you about it. I think the police would be involved. <laughs> what other ideas do you have? Terrifying stories to persuade people to spin better. Persuade spinning. Anything else? No. Nothing else. <laughs> okay, great. That's what it is. And then Black and white, here it is. They're not real. It's just terrifying. They could be real. 
but I don't think that they are. And they, if, maybe it's just to make me feel better because I don't know how to spin. Possibly. You Which know, means I'm very behind my spinning goals. You know what would make me feel better? Is if people went over to our socials. You can do that at Myths Magic Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram is the best platform, but you can follow us anywhere you like. You can also head over to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder and you can see all of our cool content. Over on Patreon, you can see us here. We're doing videos and I'm wearing a nice new jumper. So you're missing out, honestly, if you're not over there. We've also got 10 minutes before this whole show to tell you what's going on in our lives, have a little chat with you guys. You can see us drinking cold coffee on a sad, sad Thursday morning. As well as that, you can get 10% off of our merchandise, which is wonderful. You can see the merch over on mythsmagicandmurder.com. Also on the website, you can give us referrals or suggestions. If you want to hear something spooky that you know about, great, tell us. And if you have something spooky that has happened to you, tell us. We love to know. We're nosy people. We aren't ignoring it when you send them. We are compiling them. So we appreciate you for sending them in. Thank you so much. I got so excited. All right. Okay, my story. This week I'm talking about one of Italy's oldest legends, festive legends, and that is Bafana. I'm probably going to pronounce things wrong here because I do not speak Italian. Give it a good and Italian accent. And I cannot accent. do an Italian accent. Bafana. There we go. That was probably good. Sources are Wikipedia, summerinitaly.com, eatitaly.com, I did eat Italy, so now it's gone, wineandtravelitaly.com, italiannotes.com, and italialiving.com. <laughs> such a crap show. <laughs> Thought it was funny. All right. So, Bufana is a festive piece of Italian folklore that dates all the way back to the 13th century. People still celebrate her today. She's like the opposite of yours, I think. Oh, she's nice. So, if you're in a Christmas market in Italy, and you see a woman dressed similar to a witch with a broom, you're probably looking at a Bufana. Someone dressed up like Bufana. Um, actually, it's a dye staff. Okay, well, she's usually depicted as an ugly old woman with a watered nose, a patchwork dress, and a broomstick. Similar to how you see witches in media. And a goose foot. Although there's a debate as to whether she's actually a witch or a housewife, and from what I gather it kind of depends on the variation of the folklore you're told, and obviously tradition passed through generations, and I don't think anyone really knows, so people just... Old woman is kind of the base level. Her story originated in Rome and became a widespread tradition throughout Italy. The Christian legend says that Bufana was approached by the three wise men before the birth of Jesus. And they were like, can we get some directions to where Jesus is? They were horribly lost if they were in Italy. Unfortunately, she didn't know. But she did provide them shelter for the night because she was considered to have the best house in the whole village and also to be the best housekeeper, which is really nice. Hey, MTV, this is my crib. Yeah, she, everyone was like, oh, go to Bafana's house. <laughs> She's got the double door fridge with the ice maker in the front. She's got a smeg fridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her house is covered in nice rugs. <laughs> Central heating is delightful. She's got a jacuzzi. Oh, my goodness. Sauna. Yeah. Go on, Bafana. So the wise men were basically like, do you want to come with us to find Jesus? You know, it would be great for you. Will you let us stay in your house? Wonderful. And she said, no, actually, I'm busy with housework. <laughs> she was like, no, mate, you've made so much mess here. <laughs> she was like, you guys can go alone because I'm busy with the housework. I have to sweep and stuff. Later, though, she realized she should have gone because <laughs> horrible this hindsight. is the son of God. So she began searching for the star to locate Jesus. And then, and, you know, also trying to find the men that she left. However, she was never able to find baby Jesus, and oh. to this day, she's searching for him. Oh, Bafana. Because of this, she gives the good children treats, 
and toys, and the bad children get coal, onions, and garlic on the festive day of Epiphany, which takes place on January 6th every year. I believe it is the 12th day of Christmas. So, first of all, I would love to get an onion for Christmas, but also, the idea of her being a housewife that uses a broomstick like a witch, in some variations of the story, is like a curse that she has to live with because she missed out because she was doing housework. So now she's kind of housed to do this, you know what I mean? Oh, that sucks. Imagine doing laundry forever. I know. Epiphany, if you don't celebrate it, is a national public holiday and feast day that marks the end of the Christmas period and commemorates the three wise men meeting Jesus. And also, Piachta. Many people spend the day with family or going to church, as well as eating many treats. Bafana is thought to leave gifts on the eve of Epiphany for children to open. It's said that the old Bafana flies around the world on her broomstick and come down the chimneys to give gifts or coal to the children. There's a variation of the story that's slightly more upsetting, which suggests that Bafana had lost her child and the grief had made her mad, and when she heard that Jesus had been born, she went to see him, and she was convinced that he was her son. And then when she met the baby, she gave him gifts, and he was super excited, and as a reward, he made her the mother of every child in Italy, and this is why she leaves gifts. Good for you, Bafana. So if you're in Italy and you hadn't heard this... Surprise, your mother is not who you think she is. You're adopted. (laughs) (laughs) A popular tradition told by parents is that if you see Bafana, you will receive a thump from her broomstick. She does not want to be seen. She hates thumbs too. Thump. Oh. A thump. I thought she had a bunch of thumbs on her broomstick. No, no, like she'll beat you with it if you see her. She doesn't want you to be seen. It's like, it's like you know when you tell your kid, like, if you see Santa, you won't get a present. It's like when your mum is making Christmas dinner... (laughs) <laughs> and you see her going from one room to the other with like a platter and then you're like oh mum and she's like no <laughs> she's busy woman's got that turkey in the oven my kitchen dining room living room in my parents house is one room we do not see mum pass she is in there <laughs> oh we have a long tunnel house yeah <laughs> figure out what our parents houses look like from that description alone <laughs> anyway yeah the idea is that if you see her she'll like bonk you with her broomstick like hit you on the on the head with it on the knocking because she didn't want to be seen I get it, though. Like, I also don't want to be seen by anyone. But did your parents tell you that if you saw Santa, he wouldn't come? Um, I was never really asked about seeing Santa. <laughs> you weren't bothered? No. Oh. I was like, all right, man, man's operating under the guise of darkness. Fun. I really wanted to see him. Because I wanted to see the reindeers. I, I wanted to see the reindeers. I would... I think um, it must have been instilled in me that if I see him, he'll go away because I was always like trying to squeeze my eyes shut and then I couldn't sleep because I was so excited and then I'd hear noises and I'd be like, <gasps> and then I was like, just pretend to be dead. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how like, kids oh, do. Oh, this girl's dead in here. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I was like staying up late, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, I want to stay up as late as possible. I did that. And my dad used to always be like, oh, I just heard the reindeers on the roof. Quick. Quick, go to sleep, quick. Oh my God, quick. And I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'd just go and like hit the deck immediately, pass out. That's so funny. My friend uh, at work, she is, she's like older than we are. So like, I don't know, 40 odd, I'm guessing. And she lives with her parents, like her parents live with her. And every single year on Christmas Eve, every single year, her dad will go outside her door and start ringing some bells as if Santa is here. That's so cute. And he's like, Cal! She's like, what? He's like, can you hear him? 
Can you hear Santa? And she's like, you joking me? I'm too old. I love that. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love the idea as well that when your parents tell you this, it's because they're like, I'm sick of you being awake now. Go to bed. Leave the room. Get out of my sight. Well, my parents used to do it because they hadn't wrapped anything. Oh, yeah, your parents are chaotic. They wrap like on the day. Yeah, we wrap Christmas Eve. PM. My mum, I don't know when she wraps, but it's probably a lot earlier than that. Your mum doesn't know what she's got afterwards. So I'm going to say she's wrapped in like August. Yeah, January. <laughs> An aspect of this folklore I found particularly cute is that while the coal and onions may be used to encourage children to be good, it's a tradition that all children will get a lump of coal in their stockings because every child has been a little bit bad throughout the year. Ooh. However, bit of a social statement. Good thing for all the kids and Bafana, the lovely woman, the coal is actually rock candy made with a black caramel colouring. So it's a fun holiday treat. It's People sweet. eat like panettone and other snacks. And yeah, they eat that. It's a sweet. It's like a traditional sweet that they have. Did you just gloss over panettone, the saviour of Christmas? <laughs> well, I just thought it was cute because then if you even if you're bad, it's not like you're bad and you don't get anything. I they still get something good. I had uh, flavoured like, glass candy before, but it was marketed as crystal meth. It was when like Breaking Bad was big. Anyway. It was really good. <laughs> Another treat that I want to talk about, obviously there are a few, there, there are lots of different snacks. There are a few snacks in Italy, so But might one say. that I really want to talk about, because it sounds amazing, is called a Bafana cake. And it's a cake with a large dried bean inside. And whoever finds the bean in their bit of cake is king or queen for the day. That sounds disgusting. I don't want a bean in my cake. But you get to be king or queen if you get the bean. What if I eat the bean? What if I eat the bean? Queen with the bean. <laughs> because Bafana is so wildly loved in Italy and has been since like at least the 13th century, it's no wonder there's countless forms of media about her. So there's a children's song that's sometimes chanted in honour while they wait for Bafana. Bafana, Bafana. Is there that are poems. Goes? No, just <laughs> write her up. There are poems written about her that talk about the anticipation of her coming, as well as several movies about her that were produced in Italy. So, as I said at the start, if you've ever been to Italy around the festive period, you may have seen someone dressed up as her. Especially if you've been to Urbania, Urbania, I think it's called. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Because that's thought to be a, her official home. So every year, they have the Bafana Festival, which is very sweet. And around 30 to 50,000 people attend the festival, and thousands of them dress up as Bafana, and they juggle, they dance, they greet the kids. I saw a few videos on YouTube of people who'd been the past in the past like few years, and it looked very wholesome. Everyone's like dressing up and taking part. There's also a post office there that has a mailbox reserved for letters to Bufana. And you may also see her in Piazza Navonia. Is that how you say that? How on earth would I know? Well, it's a famous public historical place in Italy that, besides having great history, also has a really great Christmas market, apparently. And between Christmas and Epiphany each year, you can get toys, candies, and the tasty sounding coal I mentioned earlier. Mm. But there's a superstition in th this area that at midnight, just as January 6th hits, you'll see Bafana in a window here. So people go often to see if they can see her. Oh. And also, if you've, never, if you've ever seen this woman and been like, I'm not in Italy, so I'm very confused, <laughs> it might be because you're in a place that has a big Italian community, because many people with a large Italian population, like many places that have a large Italian population, they have their own traditions involving Bafana anyway. It's just because Bafana is on her holly bobs. Yeah. She's off maybe. She's jet setting. Seen her in Alaska? She was too hot. So in Toronto, Canada, 
There's a Bafana choir that shows up to sing every year at the Festival of Lights Parade. People also dress up and give candy to kids, and dancing is very common. Oh, And I love this. I love hearing about traditions in other places, but also this is a really cute, wholesome one. That is. It's like the opposite of yours, that's what I said. Like, yeah. ooh, a witch, but it's a nice witch. Mine's not. She's a bitch witch. Yours isn't scary. I, well, that's why I wasn't going to do the scare scale, because she's just cute. Mine was. She was horrific. Yeah, yours was honestly terrible. Yeah. It's really freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin or you lose your organs. Spin or die. <laughs> Spin. Spin or die. Spin or die. Spin or die. <laughs> But yeah, what are you thinking about Bafana? I love her. Cute, right? Yeah. That was it. Like Fair I, I think she's great. Well, I think it's very sweet that people have people celebrate this. Let us know what you're doing this this holiday season. Please. What, what you celebrate, what kind of traditions you have. I would love to know. Let us know what presents you get if you receive presents on this this time. Yeah. Or if you're Italian and you celebrate Bafana, tell us tell us about that. Tell, tell us, us about the bean cake. You know what I would love to know? What festive snacks everyone has. Yes. What holiday foods do you get that are the best or the worst? Please tell us. Yule log. God tier. Best. Absolute best. Christmas pudding. Worst. Uh, Christmas pudding is fine. Why did we set it on fire? Just for the... Theatrics. The goal of it all. You know what I mean? What else do we have? Cheese platter. Mince pies. Don't eat cheese, so that's never good. Mince pies are sound, but they've got to be cheap. Yeah, I like mince pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandy butter, gorgeous. I don't think I've ever had that. Oh, it tastes so good. My mum used to get gattos for Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah. Those profiteroles. Are, rolls. Those are good. Oh, love a profiteroles. Uh, what else? We don't eat meat, so that's kind of... I mean, I love a good roast. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. They're all right. Brussels sprouts are good, only if you roast them. Taters. Love a tater. Oh, roast Parsnips. Tater. Absolute top. Love them. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Exciting. Leb cooking? They're not ours. No, but they tasty. It's just gingerbread. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you would never know. Oh, we get gingerbread. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, let us know what you eat. Yeah. Also what you receive. Also what you give. Let us just write us a letter and say every <laughs> single thing about your life and everything that's happened to you. Start thus far. your Christmas essay or holiday essay to us. Has to be at least a thousand words. I want it correctly formatted, APA style. Mm-hmm. Check Grammarly for any mistakes. Yeah. And then send it on over to our email. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. Both, preferably, but whichever one you use. Do that. And don't be awake too late. Because Bafana's coming. Say the thing. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. <laughs>